When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, the big news of the day, the Buffalo Sabres opened up that checkbook, and oh boy, did they make a splash, bringing back Riley Sheehan on a one-year, two-way, $950,000 contract. Sheehan returns to the Sabres after a short stint a couple years back. He is now seemingly probably going to start in Rochester, but we would have to assume he's going to get a crack at making the lineup opening night to play as the fourth line center. I mean, are you jacked up for the season right now or what? I looked at the news and I said, oh, another $750,000 contract. And then I was informed it's actually $950,000. And it's Mm. like, wow. I think we're back to the point where the Pagulas are willing to spend. Unbelievable. Great place to be. My reaction to it was me sitting there and getting a text from you after texting you and saying, what do we want to talk about today? And you saying Riley Sheehan. And I was like, did, did something happen to him? Like, what's what what's going on? <laughs> Little did I know he's going to be wearing blue and gold once again. Back in action, folks. Unbelievable. Forget bringing back Sam Reinhardt. This is what we really needed. We needed to bring back Riley Sheehan. I'll say this. I mean, good piece for Rochester up front, right? You know, I mean, we'll see what youth that they have down there when it comes to guys like Rosine. Maybe Yuri Kulich gets some time down there. Paterka maybe is going to start down there. But Rochester really bolstered their blue line, so it's nice to see that they made a nice move for a, a veteran presence there up front who can capably play in the top six in Rochester. Yeah, my first thought was uh, 13th man, and mm. then. Because, you know, someone has to be in the box every night. Some mm. forward has to be up there. And you'd rather it not be some young guy who could be getting time in Rochester. Riley Sheehan's, you know, he's 31 years old, or he will be. So it's like, whatever, if he's up there, that's fine. But then I realized Andres Bjork's still on the team. So I guess that bozo is going to be the 13th man. Who? <laughs> Just be in Rochester for center depth, I guess. Oh, uh, which is fine. Like this isn't, don't take this as complaining folks. Take it as it's August. Um, it so, really is. Yeah, exactly. So like, this is whatever it's a, whatever signing he's going to be in Rochester and it's not a bad thing to have someone you can, well, on one hand, it's not a bad thing to have someone you can rely on to play center to call up. Like he was a decent, okay player the last two years in Buffalo and Seattle. Like he's not going to blow you off the board or anything. Like he's not going to have, 30 points even probably maybe not even 20 points if he played a full season but what rochester or here he no in buffalo he's not sniffing 30 up here or 20 for that matter yeah no no i mean if he played a full season like i don't know he's in the range of like they had 17 and 69 games last year like but he's not going to play 69 games this year right anywhere including buffalo so it's it's the kind of thing where it's like yeah it's nice to have this guy around and if you really want if you're really just impressed with paterka 
and there's a forward injury, you can just bring Paterka up instead mm. and just leave Riley Shane and Rochester. Mm. And like, there's nothing he can do about it. And I don't think he would mind that much setting or playing in Rochester. I'm sure he's just glad to be around guys like him. Don't often last into their thirties. Right. So he's also worth noting a, probably a very good player in the AHL. Cause he's been scoring like in the range of, I don't know, 20 ish points and playing. Like if you look at his uh, impacts, his advanced stats, he's, he's not a guy that he's on the ice and the team just gets dummied. And like, he's not cough, cough, Cody Eakin, where he's just useless on his own end and doesn't <laughs> generate any chances. Like he doesn't have good skill, Riley Shan, for the NHL level, but he does generate enough opportunity for a bottom sex guy. And he does, he can play center and he's decent in his own end. So like if he comes up in the NHL, he's going to be fine in Rochester. He'll probably be very good for Rochester, which is big because we want Rochester to win next year. And aside from Paterka, the Rochester has some guys, because I would say Paterka is almost definitely going to be an NHL or at some level soon. They have a bunch of like guys that could go either way and they will for the next couple of years, I think, but the, mm-hmm. the number of the prospects the Sabres have. So I think it's important to have guys like him that are pros that can teach guys how to be pros and also win at the AHL level, which would be nice. Huge. So, yeah. So that's, it's a perfectly fine signing in that sense. The other hand, it just reminded me that we still have Andres Bjork. So like, what the hell are we doing with this guy? He's going to just going to sit on the box all year. Probably. He's, he's going to that's your 13th forward. Probably. He's going to be the, uh, this year's John Hayden Memorial award winner for guy in like February. Or, like you see him and you're like, huh, has he been here the whole time? <laughs> he's been here every game. Huh? Wow. How about that? I have no Listen, idea. Listen, if there's one thing to take away, I think it's that you and I deserve major props for just talking about Riley Sheen for five minutes. Yeah, with that, no, let's take a, let's take a quick break real quick here. <laughs> talk about our sponsor. <laughs> so we're sponsored by DraftKings, as you might know. If this is the first time you're listening to the, the podcast, why? I'm so <laughs> but, sorry if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, it's August, guys, as I've mentioned. So, but even though it's August, the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially the summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. So that's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props – your betting options feel endless. So this is the time when I talk about it. It says here upcoming game matchup pairing. And I've done some, some more down the line ones, some future bets. And I don't think they'll mind if I do another one, probably. Give it to me. So I was thinking about soccer. We did a soccer one last week with Joe Yordan, but that was his choice. Not like not his choice. It was his bet, not mine. Here's what I was thinking. Manchester United to not make the top four. If you can oh, bet that, you. bet it. Folks, these guys look cooked. They lost to Brighton. They don't know what to do with Ronaldo. They're definitely starting a rebuild. And they seem like the kind of team that's a good candidate to finish the season stronger than they started. But I think that's going to end up with them finishing like sixth or fifth, whatever. Depends how good Chelsea is, I guess, or Arsenal. But yeah, that's that's my prediction. They're not. They didn't last year either. So it's maybe it's not that crazy. But not a lot of times in the past 30 years that United has gone back-to-back years not finishing top four. And folks... I think this is a, this is their time to do it. They mm. do not look impressive at all. Anyway, moving on. 
Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. It's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and responsible gambling resources. All right, now back to the show. We're back. Hey, some good news, actually. That, the Sabres uh, just brought back Tobias Reader as well. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus, watch your mouth. Good Lord. Well, no, we actually do have some some good news to share about our most recent guest who we had on on Monday's episode, Joe Yurden, joining the team at Bleacher Report. Let's go. Congratulations to Joe. That's so exciting. He had teased to us uh, on Monday's show that there was going to be an announcement coming in the next couple of days. And wouldn't you know, I think it was on Tuesday, it came out that, yeah, he's joining, joining the folks over at Bleacher Report and Turner Media. So that's great. Yeah, good for Joe. He's a good reporter, very fair, and also a uh, good writer, all that. So good guy to follow in general. For sure. Like we say, we recommend listening to his podcast, Maintenance Day, with Lance Laskowski as well. We should get Lance on sometime. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is a, a good lesson, though. Mm-hmm. When you come on uh, Straight Up Sabres, good things yep. happen to you. Literally, you will get hired for a job. Like, but That's one guaranteed. of the good things that could happen. We haven't even brought it up because we don't like to brag, but... Basically, every guest we've had on has had something good happen to them. Yeah. Did like, you know Doug Bodger, this guy Doug Bodger we've had on a couple of times? He ended up having an NHL career just because that? he was on Straight Up Sabres. It's crazy. He retroactively had an NHL career after he came on our show. Yeah. Anthony from Expected Buffalo. Do you think he could play the saxophone before he came on the show? Nope. No, sir. You'd think so. Mm-mm. It's it's wild. Uh, a similar example, uh, a guy, just a regular guy we had on because he liked hockey and he was a a smart hockey guy, TJ Luckman. Yep. He goes on our show next week. He can shred on the guitar. And he grew the most gnarly of beards that we've ever seen. Maybe. Yeah. Next didn't have it before. But... Didn't have, didn't no, have a he beard. Couldn't, folks. He'd sit there and he'd say, Oh, I want to grow facial hair. I want to grow facial hair. And he never could. He comes on straight up sabers. What happens? What happens, Taylor? He grew a great beard. He grew some facial hair. Definitely. It's unbelievable. So, so evolving wild, uh, <laughs> the evolving wild uh, twins. Well, only one of them came on, right? But that was good enough for both of them because if you have an identical twin or fraternal twin, uh, you can transfer over the luck to them. So Correct. they ended up uh, getting ten hundred million more followers and subscribers to their website. Uh, you can't verify that. That's something that they would have to verify, and they are yeah. too. They they're too humble. They would never brag about how many subscribers they have. And the same right. is true of Jay Fresh yep. from Jay Fresh Hockey. Yeah, which is pretty. He also, cool. I think he eclipsed the uh, as you had so eloquently put it, the ten hundred million. Yeah, yeah, I believe he did too. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. Pretty it's awesome, the, um, definitely. Hey, we and love that. Well, we've had multiple uh, charging Buffalo people on, and they uh, are getting pretty crazy. A million page views a month crazy on their enough. site. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we had we had Walton. He wrote a draft guide, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And a that very draft... successful one. We had Bill on, and Bill ended up winning the lottery the next day. <laughs> he quit. He quit doing he podcasting. Quit job, yeah, he uh, he ended up, and it's crazy too because he was he felt so good about his interview with us that he played the numbers that ended up coming out to being how long the episode was, just for fun, just to see. And wouldn't you know? Now he also is a ten hundred millionaire. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, Kevin at NT Rider mm-hmm. came on, and now his name's off the flight logs. It's crazy, and he was legally adopted by Bill Simmons. That's that's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's brothers I mean, with Ben Simmons, which is uh, 
uh it's awesome dreams really do come true you know yeah has anyone else come on the show recently that we should uh we should mention their success Who else has been recently on I, I think we went through just about everybody yeah it's only been this season i think well this I, season you know what last. chris ostrander he came on and people started to care about goalies after that that's true. Everyone is talking about goalies in Saberland. And you've noticed that. Yeah. Before that, no one was talking about Devin Levi. Devin Levi was just some, oh, he goes to an academic school. Maybe read more books, you friggin' nerd. nerd. Now it's like Devin Levi, the future of the position. Yeah, People absolutely. earnestly care about if Portillo is going to go back to Michigan or, or come out. Question for you, though. Why do you feel as though this luck hasn't been extended to us? Is it more that like we just have to bear this unbelievable burden this weight on our shoulders that we just bring this joy into other people's lives while we stay without this luck i mean how do we explain this well have you ever seen like uh the movie the giver (laughs) read the book i did i actually saw in like god it was probably fifth or sixth grade at the theater of youth on allen i saw an adaptation of it there Oh, You're there's young for that one for sure, but yes. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a um. Didn't they have a movie about that that came out? Wasn't Taylor Swift they... in it? I I don't think Taylor was Taylor Swift in it. I think wasn't she kid, like uh... end of the? Yeah, she definitely was. Dylan he... Minnette was in it. Hold on here. What was it called? The, just the Giver, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think so. Dylan Minnette was in it, I believe. I believe wasn't he she, was like, the a ghost giver. in it. Yeah, she might have been. Why did I think that she was? Oh man, brutal reviews. Just brutal. I mean, I she imagine was. she was Rosemary. Oh, of course. I remember. Wow, Alexander Skarsgard is in this. Damn. Oh, Jeff Bridges was the giver in it. That's right. Meryl yep. Streep. Man, this had a wild cast. Katie Holmes. Uh yep. Oh, Meryl Streep. Odea, yeah, Meryl Streep is. Uh, very overqualified to be in this. Actually, a lot of people are. Odea Rush, who is the female character, she's oh. in a lot of stuff. People would say they remember her from Lady Bird, Oscar-nominated Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. I remember her from the Goosebumps movie, there Jack Black. She's, uh, I would say, a very talented person. I don't know why she hasn't been in more things in the last couple of years. Anyway, she was in The Giver. The Giver was terrible. I don't even know. <laughs> that was a terrible metaphor, too. No, I think we're just more like benevolent guys, and it's like <laughs> we have this not burden, but it's a responsibility. We mm. have this responsibility mm. to have people. They get to put their knowledge out into the world, and then all that success comes back on them. Now, this might be a lesson. Maybe we're not putting any knowledge out into the world. <laughs> yeah, but we're the vessel for other people to share their knowledge. That's true. And we're important. It, in we're our the own. facilitators. You know, maybe maybe this is its own reward. Helping people is its own reward. Wow. This is amazing. Everybody, we're going to turn this episode into a therapy session now. Taylor, let's let's get to the crux of this here. Oh, uh, I I believe we talked about this last year. I'm less of a therapy guy and more of a yelling at a tree guy. Ah, you're the therapy right, guy. Right, 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 right. No, hey, to each their own. I love to yell at a good tree too, though. Oh yeah, why well, you yell at bad trees? Okay, wait. As a quick side note, though, to get off of this train wreck right now that we're on. <laughs> Speaking of movies, though, I saw Bullet Train and I really enjoyed it. Like, Oh, it's a great I, time. I knew going into it that I wasn't going to be getting ready to watch like a cinematic masterpiece. But holy shit, that movie was so fun. And there were honestly probably like about 10 
different 10 plus different moments that were like laugh out loud the entire theater was like cracking up laughing at like between some of the one-liners some of the cameos un unbelievable quick cameos like no more than 10 second ones for one in particular but like there's a few of them that it's people who are like very briefly in the movie that are just so great nice surprises there brad pitt I mean, he he was so great in that role. I love Aaron Taylor Johnson. I've been a fan of his for a really long time. He absolutely cried. I mean, it was it was such a good cast. Like everybody was so just it, it was just so fun. Like, I mean, I love a good like who done it in general, but this was like a very unique spin on it. And it just felt like everybody just perfectly played their characters and all of the characters had such incredible chemistry with each other. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was a great, it was a really good time. It was, I'll put it this way. It wasn't a great movie, but it was a great time. Yeah, it really was a great time. I enjoyed it very, very much. Yeah, I was, I don't, I can't decide who it's a spoiler if you say they show up. In fact, eh, don't. I would say uh, a lot of people, because like there's like six people who aren't in the, the preview at all. We got to give it like a couple weeks before we can do that. Yeah, it's good to have a, um, I almost said original. It's actually not original. It's based on a book, but that's that's original for 2022. Like that's at a book. It's the first time it's been a movie, so that's nice. Yeah. So it's it's good to have an original-ish blockbuster. I know. I loved uh, it. It was in great. this day and age. It was just all around. I mean, good twists in there too. You know, the humor was great. I really was not expecting it to be as funny as it was, though. I got to tell you. Yeah. Oh, so. Do you agree with the idea that it would be just like it was not uh, Brad Pitt starring in it? It would have just been not very watchable. Um. Well, I guess I you could that, have you could put someone entertaining in Brad Pitt's place, but but is weren't we recent? I don't know if we were actually on an episode, but I feel like you and I were recently talking about. Maybe it was last or like a couple episodes ago. The premise that like. So like just one performance in a lot of instances could just be enough to make something like have a lot of value and very watchable, you know, like something that otherwise may not be a great product. If you have just somebody who completely like the star of it, for example, like completely steals the show and just crushes the main character that it can really make up for a lot of the deficiencies throughout the rest of the movie. And I feel like that was kind of the case. I mean, he was great. Like, that was like so perfect for him and just like his tone in it was so good. And like his like deadpan humor, it, it was, it was very, very well done. Oh yeah. No, that's true. I mean, it's, that's what being a movie star is. He can yeah. make, I think, uh, who was it that wrote this? Cause it was not a friendly review with the movie that I read. They said that hit movies are where movie stars are like made but bad movies are where movie stars are minted. It was David Ehrenreich. I think that's his name. I mean, I saw neg some negative reviews about it too. And like, I get it. But like, again, it's about like knowing what you're getting into and no, like, like just, just having a grip on what you're watching. Like, I don't know. I think that movie was like partially supposed to be just like kind of dumb. And it was. Yeah. It was well, this is, I would have a similar opinion to this as Spider-Man, which is if you don't read the source material, you probably won't be disappointed when the movie comes out. So I didn't read this book. I, know I didn't the book know it was a book. All Japanese people in Japan. I know that. And it was the book Spiderhead was different, but like, I didn't have any expectations of that coming in. That can be, that can really, you know, hurt. Mm -hmm. I, it's been a long time since I've watched a movie that I had read the book first. Right. 
I'm pretty sure. Because, like I said, this is actually a rare thing now that we adapt books. Yeah. Not adapt books anymore. We adapt video games or adapt movies that already happened. Uh, so it's it usually disappointing. It's just a different experience. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's rare for it not to be disappointing. So I think that's where that some of that comes from. Also, right. who are these film critics that have read like 100 books? That's I'm trying I'm to read a book a month this year, and it's it not really? easy. It's I, not I, easy. Have you been doing it, though? Uh, I'm a little bit off since it, it's the eighth month, right? So I should be reading my eighth book, but I'm reading my seventh. But That's I can so catch up. Good. That's solid. yeah. Some people read like, oh, I, I read uh, fucking hundred books this year or whatever, and it's like, okay, then you didn't watch any movies, probably, which is fine. That's actually better, probably, for your brain. But who are these people that review movies for a living that know all these books? What? I don't know. Do you not watch sports? Probably, I guess. Do you not try to do everything in the world and fit it all into your life, and then get mad because none of the things uh, you have adequate time to dedicate to. Do other people not do that? That seems like no way to live. (laughs) People need to live a little. Come on. Yeah. Enjoy the the spicy side of life here. Come on. Yeah. Immerse yourself. Everything like one quarter to three quarters as much as you want. uh, And then, you know, you just get mad because you're like, why don't I do this as much as I want? Mm -hmm. I feel like when it comes to books, I am just perpetually. I love the idea of, of being a reader and just like what you're doing like if if i set a goal for that and i was like you know what i want to do a book a month i feel like in theory i would love that but i just cannot get the follow through right like i'll start a book and i'll be really into it for a couple days but then it's like if i don't read for like a day or two that turns into like two or three weeks sometimes and it's horrible so if anybody listening has any tips for how to not do that other than not being a piece of shit I would very much appreciate it. Teach us how to read. Yeah, I would love to not be illiterate. That would be really great. I know. It It really is about momentum. I read a book. Shout out like time. An, an, yeah. <laughs> I read a book in like an hour this year. It was not a very long book, but I was just like engrossed and I just got through it. And then there's like. How many pages? It was like a hundred something, but like it was w- written in a weird way. It was written like in emails. The whole book was email correspondence, basically, between two people. Were you reading Hillary's emails and you're considering that to be a book? <laughs> I, no one can read Hillary's emails, pal. Nobody knows where they are. You're right. You're right. Hunter Biden's then, I guess. I don't know. No, but I do enjoy those. No, I um, no, it's <laughs> a book Friday called, night with uh, a glass of wine, reading some Hunter Biden emails. Oh, yeah. The glass of wine's key. Quality weekend. Um, I No, I was reading... It's called Things Have Gotten Worse Since We Last Spoke or something like that. It's nasty. It's a nasty, nasty book. I loved it. But like I read Haunting of Hill House, but I was like so excited by it that I read it in like a week. It was was cool. Or like Point B that Drew McGarry wrote is like 500 pages. And I read it in less than a month because it was enthralling. That has to be the most you sentence I've ever heard. It was a nasty, nasty book. I loved it. (laughs) That's you about movies too. Yeah, I mean, especially about movies. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I don't but I don't like movies that are like, I don't know. It's weird. There's a delicate balance because I did not like the torture porn era. I like the first saw and I kind of like the second saw. And in fact, the saw series is whatever, because the the mystery and whatnot behind it is actually more interesting than the intricate, stupid traps. Once they get to that point, because the first two saw movies are really like cool movies. Well, the first one especially is a really cool movie. And then you kind of run out of 
expectations for the like, oh, this person has to do something terrible to themselves or they'll yeah. die. Truly does not interest me in the slightest. I know you and I differ with that, but like, oh, yeah, does not sound it just does not appeal to me. I think I like got I, I watched the first one with a group of I might have even been with you like way back when or something. And after that, I was like, yeah, I'm good on these. I, I, I don't think I need to see the next eight of these movies where it's pretty much the same concept over and over again. Well, it's I know it was a really low budget movie, but it's so interesting that what like three quarters of the first movie, or at least half of it, is two guys in a room talking, and mm. one of them is very accomplished actor Carrie Elways, and the other one is not an actor. It is at that time writer and and he had other jobs on movies. Lee Winnell, he's a director now. He's a very good director. Directed Invisible Man and Upgrade. He hopefully gets a chance to do other stuff. I, I really like his stuff, but like. They're like, yeah, we, we, we have two guys talking in a room. One of them should not be a professional actor. But I still like it, though. And in fact, that's my recommendation this week. Uh, Saw. Really? Yeah. Okay. You know, it's funny, too, that we're talking about recommendations because the Straight Up Sabres number one fan, Torin, your brother, the man himself, Nigrelli, actually texted me today that he listened to my song recommendation from... Uh, from Monday's episode, the Mark Ronson and Kevin Parker one, and he enjoyed it. And that actually got me thinking, I don't know why I haven't really thought about this sooner, but like, I mean, I'm a big album person. Like I love albums, but I feel like it's way easier for me because there's so many times where I'm just like, I don't have one to like an album to think of on the spot, but I should just start doing songs more often. I feel like that is what I want to do. Like my song of the episode rather than doing an album. If, it, if an album comes out or I listen to one that like really, really gets me that I'm going to do, I'll do an album, but I, I kind of want to do songs. And so for mine, I'm going to go with what I think might be in my, not even, I think it is definitely in my top five favorite songs of the year for any rap fans. And also I want to try and be very all over the place with eras and genres and everything so that we could kind of get a little bit something for everybody. So last time uh, was the, the Mark Ronson, Kevin Parker song. That one, like I said, was very like funky, um, very much kind of in a similar vein of like Uptown Funk a little bit, same eras as that with Mark Ronson, of course. I'm going to do a rap song from maybe my, well, it's tough because it's up there with Kendrick for my favorite rap album, but it is easily in my top five favorite albums of 2022 by one of my favorite artists, Vince Staples, the song Magic. It was the lead singer single off of his album that he just dropped, which is called Ramona Park, Broke My Heart. I think I actually may have recommended the album when it came out a few months ago, but this was the lead single, Magic. Unbelievable summer song. So catchy. If anybody is like familiar with Vince Staples, if you're not, he's he's great. But if you're familiar with him, one of the things that I've really enjoyed about him as an artist is his evolution really since like his first album, which was probably, I think, like six or six ish years ago or so um, to now. And I think he's really come into his own with like finding his sound and finding like a nice blend and this is really what every artist start, strives for, which is finding that blend between making music that's like very interesting and thought provoking, but also just has that poppy, just bopping melody to go along with it. And it really feels like on this album, especially he, he kind of found that perfect middle ground. It's definitely my favorite album of his today. I love all of his albums, but like this song, I feel like is the epitome of that, where it's just got a really, really catchy hook for the chorus part and a, a great beat behind it. The production on it's great. His rapping, the lyricism is really great. The entire album is just about like the, this 
like park this neighborhood where he grew up um, in Long Beach, California. And this song is like, in my opinion, like an ultimate summer song. Very catchy. I don't know if you listen to this album, Taylor, but you would love Vince Staples. Oh, I, I do like him. Yeah, him. I haven't listened yeah. to the album. And this song is Magic, you said? Yeah, Magic by Vince Staples. Yeah. And it has a feature by a guy named Mustard. Correct. Yep. Oh, man. I got to get this. I got to get in on this mustard. You got to be, you got to do it. No, great, great windows down. Nice warm day song to listen to. Vin, but he's awesome, though. Vince Staples is really, really great. He's got so many great songs from, you know, throughout his discography. And, uh, you know, he put out albums, I'm pretty sure, three straight years. If not, he has like the last two years. So the man is just pumping out hits and just like really 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 great stuff so if you're looking for some new rap you're not really familiar with him vince staples magic off of ramona park broke my heart great great song so all right you heard brendan uh listen to chris stapleton's new album yes chris Stapleton, of course you know me (laughs) big country guy over here that is the one thing we will say folks i will give you a nice mix of some classic rock some modern rock some alternative stuff some punky stuff some rap r&b neo soul all over the board, you will not catch me giving a country recommendation, and I'm so sorry to all of our country fans out there. I'll I recommend apologize. one. I'll recommend one next week. All right, perfect. We'll give you we'll give you five days then to uh, to try and find one because I know you're not sitting around listening to country music either. It's not true. I <laughs> you are so no, shit. You can't even get through the sentence. I uh, no, I'm going to Metallica tomorrow, so maybe I'll recommend that. Oh, cool, nice, good yeah. stuff, man. Enjoy. Yep. All right. Awesome. So uh, do you have a random saber? Uh, yeah, I do. Let's go with, um, oh man, I was just thinking about somebody the other day. You know who I'm going to go with? Because Walt, did you see he had tweeted the Rochester Americans like 2004, 2005, um, like player booklet or whatever? Oh yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Saber and Amherst legend, Norm Milley. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Tobias Reader. Bring him back. Toby. Toby, Toby, Toby. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into this August ass episode of Straight Up Savers presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both presenters of this podcast on their respective websites, whatever streaming platform you're currently using to listen to this episode. Make sure you're checking out all of our fellow shows and make sure you are also leaving us a nice review. We'd very much appreciate it. Follow them on social media as well, where you can also find us, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Straight Up Sabres. And last but not least, as Taylor said before, make sure you're heading over to DraftKings using that promo code THPN at checkout to take advantage of great deals. We'll be back with a brand new episode on Monday, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been Straight Up Sabres.